0: Every this helps me fall asleep when someone reads to me. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Um, uh, bring, hello. <laughs> bring us in. Hello. Prepare to get read to Will. Welcome
0: to the Heavy Hole. My name is Tom. As long as you're not reading me my rights, it's Big Will, AK Uncle. Bail reform is working in my favor. If I,
1: <laughs> I love it. Let's go. Put that cigarette out. Justin's over here. Uh, guys, Heavy Hole Podcast. What's happening?
0: Woohoo. Uh, look.
1: We just came out of recording an episode, and it was so much fun, we decided to do it again.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's time again for our Q&A marathon. We're going to be taking all of your questions for us, the Heavy Hole Podcast team, uh, egomaniacal maniacs that we are. Um, But, you know, we do have some good questions. Last time we took all the Patreon questions because they give us money. You yeah. should consider doing that yourself. Maybe you'll get your question. Bump. No, come on. Uh, but seriously, today we're taking quite Instagram hit us with quite a few questions. Love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Facebook Crazy. let me down. Facebook only like one question. What but are you look, doing, like, Facebook? Come yeah, on. What's going on? But um, but maybe they, they play with the algorithm on there. I don't, I don't Allegedly. got sucked.
1: Algorithmic failures. What a band name. Take it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, future one of them future jobs is going to be them algorithmic overseers. Uh, you're going to need human checks on those algorithms. Right, uh, it's coming Overriding in the post. Overriding the algorithms. Yeah, very fun. Yeah, you know I, uh, you know, uh, working in production when they say fix it in post, uh, we're about to live through a whole fix it in post kind of deal, right now. But check it out. I have uh, I have a direct line to Instagram right now. I have Instagram on the phone. They got a lot of questions.
0: All right, we'll slow down. Slow your roll because we're just we just started this whole episode. Oh, you want to It's funny how after all these times of us skipping over how is Justin's week? He's trying to get out of something. <laughs> he doesn't want to He doesn't want to tell you. us about his weekend.
1: I don't want to tell you. Well, I don't want to. In all fairness, we did talk about our weekends on the last episode.
0: Yeah. Because I'll tell you-
1: we're traveling through time right
0: now. You guys did more than one thing on your weekend. You could give me a nugget of truth. For I'll the give you another thing. You know, what? I
1: downloaded I downloaded Trivial Pursuit on Switch. Amazing. Ver-
0: ver- <laughs> it's not amazing. Oh my god! It's it's uh, surprising. I'm ex- oh, Are you guys ahead. using Irish slang again? <laughs> Tri- what is going <laughs> on? Trivial Pursuit. I was uh, then Switch. That my parents never used a Switch on me for getting a Trivial Pursuit answer wrong. Is that how you play it? Look, you got to play on
1: Nintendo. You call Japan.
0: Yeah. They give you
1: they give you the password, you download Trivial Pursuit. Okay. It's actually a Ubisoft game, which is a French company. Yeah. And if you play it, you've never felt more miserable. But I have my dude Big Steve, he came down from Vermont and we're hanging out with Gabrielle uh-huh. and my sister Emily.
0: We're all getting trivial, okay? I'm a fat guy with a neck beard. They don't allow me to call Japan anymore. They, they, yeah. they yeah, got blocked you. Gotta shave I don't wear a fedora. I'm not, you know, I'm not that type of... You
1: can't unwear the fedora they're imagining. That's yeah. the
0: problem. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but either way, turns out I know a lot about crows and ravens, because I got that all right in the lightning round. But Top five things that, about crows. Go. Big-ass wingspan. All right. Big-ass wingspan. Live old, They live much longer than crows. Ravens do. Ravens do. They okay. are actually... They can learn speech patterns like parrots. Mm-hmm. I can't go into it too much. Look, uh, Raven. Well, uh, that's
0: classified, Justin. Johnny yeah.
1: Polo in WWF uh, before going to WCW uh, as Raven again. I Coming remember from ECW from, as Raven. I remember then. him from the video games. Um, mm. So, look, I know you might get skipped over. Will, how was your weekend?
0: Oh, it was all right. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Did a little. I had a very death metal day on Sunday. Did a little afterbirth rehearsal. That's fun. Uh, Then I went out. I did guest vocals on a new album coming out by a Long Island death metal band. Uh, I'm going to keep that to myself. I'm going to keep you in suspense. But I do make a little guest appearance. They made it nice and neat. You know, sometimes they ask you to do a guest appearance and you show up to a studio. They haven't sent you anything beforehand. And they're like, okay, we just want you to do these 15 lines. And this part here is kind of like in a weird time signature. And we also want you to do this different voice that you don't normally do in any of your bands. We want you to learn a new voice just for this one part. Like, people get crazy sometimes with the guest vocals. This band I did a guest part for on Sunday kept it very nice and easy for me. I like that. I how
1: many that. How many lines? Four.
0: How many syllables? I was like, yeah. like uh, I, I can't count that. Thank you for exposing me.
1: So I'm just trying to get in. Trying yeah. to get in. Well, that-, that sounds awesome. I can't wait to hear that, though, in the, in yeah. the world. Well, you're going to have we- to wait.
0: You're going to have to wait. Damn it. Mm-hmm. We
1: know who it is. You don't at home. Yeah. Enjoy
0: knowing we know more than you. But listen, something else that we know a lot more about than the listeners, the answers to these questions that they're popping us uh, with all the time. That's right. I'm skipping Justin's weekend <laughs> to bring all you the listeners. Tonight's part two of our Q&A for the Heavy Hole team. Uh, and, and we're going to go with Instagram questions. Instagram was very questionable to us. Hey, Tom, can I uh, edit
1: this episode? Yeah, you can edit this episode. No, you can't. Damn
0: it. Just kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. That was the first question but, and answer. But you know
1: what you can do in this episode? You can MC this one.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Oh, bars.
1: So, uh, first question, which is really, this is great. Shoot, go ahead, shoot. At uh, Jwall on Instagram wants to know how Justin's weekend was. Wow! <laughs> Amazing! Wow, that's so sweet. Thank you very much. Uh, it oh, was thank fi- you. It was fine.
0: Um, thank you for the question.
1: We had uh, Atonement Cenotaph. Atonement underscore Cenotaph on Instagram. Uh, what are your favorite bands slash artists that are not metal slash rock?
0: Ooh, long oh. list really. there. Ooh wee! I'm gonna do a top three. Yeah, let's do that. I could go on and on and on. Yeah, that's a, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, Wait. Uh, and I'm going to go right off the top of my head, like, mm-hmm. artists who I actually listen to a whole lot, have listened to for years. Gangstar group, rest in peace, Guru. AZ, the rapper from New York. Shout out to uh, AZ. Robert Glasper, um, jazz uh, pianist and ba- band leader and producer. done uh, yeah, a lot of projects. So they're, they're, that's my, like, top three... Uh, artists that really don't have anything to do with metal that I'm like a loyal fan of. Robert Glassberg allegedly not having to do with metal, very influential. He's not a drummer. Yeah, I know. What, <laughs> uh, Tom, <laughs> what's also, your top three? He's also a young guy. He's like I, I might be thinking about something else, I think you're else. Right. because that's, I actually don't know. Your that's pretty out, typical. But, yeah, Robert, I, I,
1: maybe I'm thinking of Robert Glassberg. I'm watching some uh, strange wiring happening right now. It's fine. Go on. It's fine. Look, <laughs> I'm talking about my bands now. No, you guys were just not on the same page Who's so <laughs>
0: Why did you have to take off your hat so aggressively? Because I got was weird. clown hair, man. I felt like, like you were revealing, like, oh, this, was a, this was a reveal. Could you imagine if I, was I, was I about- just had
1: another head on the top of my yeah, head? <laughs> that's what I was writing. I was thinking about Philip Glass, so I just want to. Oh, was, you were thinking like, Philip yeah, Glass. There you go.
0: Okay. Wow. I, you know, funny enough, I. Fuck, oh, you guys, <laughs> did you guys ever have Miss Katz Evans for art in high school? Because you went to the same high school as me, but oh, sh- a few years later. She was She's around. I never had her. I, I know
1: the name, but yeah. I, I don't Eccentric
0: think I Lady. I have nothing bad to say. Eccentric Lady. Very nice. She played us Koyana Scots-y, uh in, like, um, ninth or 10th grade. I didn't appreciate it as much then. That's uh, uh, one of the Philip Glass movies. Um, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, and ever since then, like, I didn't grasp his music, but I've always kind of, like, followed it. And I've collected a few of his albums. So I do actually, Philip Glass, you could actually put in that group of artists that I've followed for a long time that aren't really metal. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah. Justin, now, see, now we got the wiring correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we're correct. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. an album, I can't think of the Philip Glass song, but there's one where I've played it for people and I'm like, this could just be a suffocation song.
1: Dude, yeah, Philip Glass is heavy yeah. as fuck. Like, I'm not super yeah. familiar with his work, but everything yeah. I've
0: heard is, yeah. Yeah. I know
1: your sentiment dude thank Justin, you so yeah. much thank you alright
0: <laughs> so we brought everything thank you so much Robert Glasper and Philip Glass two great uh, artists in their own right right okay, thank you Justin thank you both of you guys for having me on I really, <laughs> really
1: love this yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Tom top three top uh, three um, no particular order also to illustrate the kinds of music I suppose MF Doom uh, big one love that man uh, listen to him for his lyrics. Unlike a lot of death metal, I kind of like the vocal performance dichotomy. Yeah. Something like that. Um, Venetian snares. Huh. Um, I think I'm wired to like music that's designed for people who are on drugs. Then, Allegedly. Chet Atkins. Oh. Chet Atkins, because yeah. he plays the guitar in ways I, I dream it. I could never play that way, and I don't need to when I find it Kind of like that. Zaster. Uh, wow, mentioning my dreams. Twi- yeah. Two episodes in a row. Actually, I, I don't want to play like Zaster. <laughs> I <laughs> want to was... have
0: a dream where Chet Atkins becomes the second member of Zaster. Wow. Mm-hmm. Honestly,
1: Zaster's doing some acoustic stuff now, and he can kind of use it. Huh. But, Rip-made. with that being said, uh, that's that's what I got. Chet yeah. Atkins, Doom, and Phoenician Snopes. I was going to say Doom, so I won't say Doom. Because I love him, I love him. Right. so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll listen to him for all the same reasons you do. Uh, all the people that like him. Uh, Bjork, huge for me. I huh. uh, Love the, the creativity uh, from. Uh, I didn't like so much the work she was doing, when, like as a child. Uh, There's like very like um, very, folky indigenous uh, Icelandic kind of music, but everything from like debut. Uh, in the early nineties, uh up until most recently and um, all the spins, uh, I love it a lot. Really wanna do a metal cover of Where is the Line? Uh, it's a very heavy song. Right. Um Sade. Huh. Uh hundred percent. I just love I love my ladies, man. She's amazing. Bjork is Sade so much. Uh Sade is like like uh where Bjork is kind of like heady up here or a little bit too inside i feel like sade is like the perfect amount of uh, of, of street and soul and, and and feeling or whatever and then uh, man that one that i'm going to replace mf doom with uh, right now mostly is i've been listening to a lot of like uh john mellencamp's uh, scarecrow okay uh, from you know small town and such like that uh, i i listened to some of like some of these uh like, Mellencamp or Seeger or uh, even, like, Don Henley and all this kind of stuff. And I realized this was all the shit that my dad was playing super loud at parties where he was doing whatever when I was a child trying to, like, go to sleep. Pickup uh, truck rock. Yeah, exactly. Like, on, like, Sunrise Highway fucking Pick up falling truck asleep rock. kind of shit. So, uh, I listened to that stuff and it kind of brings all these nostalgic kind of feelings back and I'm finding like new joy in, in that kind of uh, Americana
0: no, th- nothing wrong with that shit no. yeah.
1: I've never heard that term pickup truck rock but I'm so familiar with it it's, like, yeah, you it's,
0: just, yeah. I, I'm American motherfucker hell yeah dude I uh,
1: live in a small town uh, so uh, at Imperial Triumphant oh the they, boys they want to know when AB number three is coming out is that the new Mudvayne <laughs> <laughs> It's, yes, AB3. But well, A-B-3 listen, is A-B- everybody
0: <laughs> knows that I'm in regular contact with Adam from anal birth.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: He, uh, I don't know that he has plans, but we'll let you know. Um, I've, I haven't reached out to the guys in Altered Beast yet, but we'll figure that one out. Mm-hmm.
1: You're an Afterbirth.
0: What's That's that? That's
1: pretty cool. Yeah, yeah Afterbirth, afterbirth birth
0: number three. We are working on Afterbirth number three. You know? Let's let's throw it back around. Hey, uh, Imperial Triumphant when's your, where's your next record? Yeah, what
1: what are you? When's that coming out? Put you on the spot. When's Betaville coming out, yeah. boys? You done <laughs> the Alpha Bill. Let's get onto the yeah. Delta. Get, yeah, the come on, get, come on, boys. We need more letters in the Vills. Let's go. When the Suburbs coming That's out? Very good. Album. Come on. I do like. I really do like. Imperial. We love. So love much huge fans. Yes. Um, Lindsay Ovax wants to know best but most underrated album in the last
0: decade? Uh, uh, Well, there's a lot, man. With death metal, everything's underrated. But I got to talk a little bit. I mean, the the two that pop into my head without going on a huge list of them, Engurgitating Oblivion, which we talked about when we interviewed Lilith Gruber of Defeated Sanity, which is a band that he's also involved in. Engurgitating Oblivion definitely deserves a, a, a nod. And old school band Sinister uh, has put out, they're they're like, I can't keep up with them with the new album, but they put out Syncreticism, I think, I want to say three or four years ago now, and Syncreticism, I'm very familiar with, I listened to it a lot when it came out, what a great death metal album, what a great, uh, you know, just in the vein of maybe your suffocation and your classic, brutal uh, death metal band, just Sinisters, Syncreticism, great fucking album. And I really love that the OG drummer is now the vocalist uh, working with a younger lineup. There's just something cool about that kind of like, you know, family franchise. It just keeps it keeping it going. I I respect it. We have reached out to him um, behind the scenes, and I've gone back and forth, uh, you know, uh, correspondence. No guarantee we we could ever have him on, but who knows. Uh, But yeah, so, so Sinisters, Syncreticism, and the Engurgitating Oblivion albums are great
1: first one that comes to mind because I'm staring at it right now uh, is Churchburn's yeah. The Awaiting Coffin. Oh, yeah, sweet. I think it's weird too because Dave Suzuki is like so well known in the death metal community the vital remains shit that he's done and Churchburn I just don't see getting the attention it needs as a band in general mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so that's my first thing that comes to mind. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, I'll I'll go along with you and I'll say another band that doesn't get the attention it deserves. I'm gonna say Wreath of Tongues. Oh yeah, uh, I'll bring okay. out Phenomenal material uh, over over the last few years, and uh, and check that shit out for sure. Um, especially if you like Church Burn. Uh, I feel like there's you, something very akin to the rawness yeah. of uh, Wreath of Tongues and Church Burn. For sure. Um, Will, this is gonna be mostly directed at you. Uh, I don't really have an answer to be honest. Maybe Tom, too. The Nameless Mist. Favorite Gore Grind albums?
0: Oh, boy. Uh, uh, go on. Uh, uh, take All Deck. Go ahead. Well, I mean again, I mean you say favorite grind albums. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go top three because I could go on and on about this one or that one. Yeah, a lot of these are like favorite albums. Yeah. So yeah, do the top three. Dead infection chapter of accidents seems like the easy way out, but it really is one of my old time favorites. Yeah, yeah I'm a
1: a, I'm a simple man. If I see a chapter of accidents, I play yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Uh, um I mean top top three Well, I don't want to drag this out, man. I really liked Gore's... Gore from Brazil, Consumed by Slow Decay, was a really interesting original one. Um, Kind of sloppy and off in some places, but so unique and so much personality and raw. That's a really good one. Um, And... uh, Let me try to think of something really sick for the... Well... It's not a gore grind album. Squash Bowels albums can be gore grind and not gore grind sometimes. Yeah, they
1: fall into that grind cat. Oh, my God. It's so.
0: So. I got to
1: say, another album I'm looking at because it's on my wall is the new Miasmatic Necrosis that That, uh, Dan Dan and
0: Paula put out. It's really quite good. Um, It is really good. It is really good. I'm going with top three. Like, just because of how new it is. Like, I'm going with albums that I've been listening to for years, yeah, years, no, for I, years, I, top three. I figure just worth shouting. Um, out yeah. Well, Empatigo, Horror of the Zombies, not not always thought of as a gore grind album necessarily, but I think Empatigo is just as important to the gore grind discussion. If I'm not going to talk about Carcass Rika Putrefaction, which is the gore grind album, then I'm going to have to say uh, Dead Infection, Chapter of Accidents, um... Uh Epitago Horror of the Zombies, and um uh I'm sorry, what was the other one I said? The the gore consumed by Slow Decay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh ten points to Will. Um <laughs> Nameless Mist also wants to know favorite slam album. Well Tom, did you want to go in on the gore grind? No, honestly, no, because I don't have that like much of a history with it. Okay. Like a lot of what I've taken in gore grind wise has been conversations with you
0: so I'd also I mean then you got Rotting Flesh from Brazil with the the Submandible Lymphatic Muscles album that's a really great one
1: Lymphatic Phlegm um I really like the the split they did with SMES that's uh, really I kind of
0: avoided talking about Lymphatic Phlegm I don't
1: really view them as a gore grind band
0: well, it's like they're so—they are a gore, but they're so original and unique. That's I, what I mean. They are, I almost thought of it like, as like before when we avoided the the, the gore guts and cryptopsy for the Canadian bands. Right. Like I was trying to dig a little deeper. But yeah, that's that's my answer.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, I'm I'm still, I'm still a baby
0: boy in this whole gore, uh, like gore grind thing. That's all right. I yeah, I grew yeah. I grew up with Adam Rotella. I have an advantage yeah. no, on. No, I can't brands.
1: compare. I'm not going to pretend. Okay. Yeah, but uh,
0: is, you know, I like
1: I like a lot of shit, and I gotta say, Chapter of Accidents is just the album. Like it yeah. really is. It encompasses so much of that idea, and I've yeah I've heard things that are good, but like nothing really holds a candle to it because it's so unique.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Strange how that works. I don't know. know. Uh, the next one was the same thing, but Slam album. Favorite yeah, slam just
1: album? Uh, yeah, uh, singular favorite
0: Slam album. Mm, I mean, if I'm really going to try to not, I'm not thinking about what people are going to think or say something obscure or cult. If I'm just thinking about a slam oriented album. And when you say slam, because a lot of people nowadays, when you say slam, that's like a whole different genre outside of deathcore and death metal or something. Like, when I, when you you say slam to me, I think of like, you know, Long Island, New York style, death metal, dying fetus, devourment. So, uh, I think I would have to go with dying fetus purification through violence, yeah, or internal bleeding extinction of benevolence. Yep, for me personally.
1: Yeah, I mean, we talk dying fetus all day. I think, like, in a, in a more modern slam context, like I don't really think of dying fetus as a slam band. They are. They yeah, are get, but like, like, like to me, that's in the, what I want. Like, slam to be. You know, in the
0: yeah. 90s when I was a teenager, that was a slam in, but you're right. I guess, like, if I had to think about I'm not as familiar with everything coming out that you would call like pure slam nowadays, so I don't know, the, you know exactly. Yeah, but. one
1: album that comes to mind, which um, I really, really like, which falls into that more modern um, like definition. Well, firstly, Wormhole, the, the weakest okay. among us, yeah. that's good, but like, that's a little more technical and stuff but um the gravenous the uh, hour by catalepsy uh russian slam tech death tech death metal band uh, slam yeah i guess they're slam tech whatever who yeah. cares at this but they have those like really slammy ignorant parts but the songwriting is just super killer i love the vocalist uh, performance throughout it he's got this like crazy bark thing he's not just doing like soupy vocals uh yeah Check out Catalepsy if you don't know them. I mean, they're pretty big. So what about that uh, that Australian band Disentomb? People like considering that slam now because it's got it's like that techie and then the same. Oh, yeah, kind it's more of thing, like progressive-ish. Know? I mean, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stick with Dying Fetus. That's what I want it to be. Yeah, I mean, I love Dying Fetus. Um, uh, or uh, I guys, I love that uh, Waking the <laughs> Dead shit when I was popping off. So fucking... hell yeah! Shout better. to Mike Mayo um all right next one next one uh at doomscribe wants to know favorite bolt thrower album well I could just be easy and say realm of chaos warmasters fun kind of yeah. got into that yeah I'm gonna listen to both of those <laughs> uh doomscribe also wants to know I think this is a little more fun uh favorite fictional setting oh, slash yeah. franchise I saw that one Interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, I will say that I was a big fan of The Sopranos and The Wire when I was uh, a few years ago and up till this year when I was writing the lyrics for The Last Artificial Brain. Album. Not that the lyrics are about the mafia or true crime, but the <laughs> idea of fleshing out this kind of world where there's little details and, you, you know, like really good writing, man, inspired me. Not that I'm a really good writer in my own, you know, imagination, but... That kind of you know inspired me a lot. Um, but really, I mean, there's there's a lot. I really I like the aliens films and all the lore that goes on with that. I always thought that that was really sick. Um, like I didn't know if favorite meant like um, like
1: something that you would love to watch and appreciate and like you can get into the lore. Or maybe it's a fictional setting that like you'd want to be in, right? You know. Well, let's just say one you want to, you would like to experience, maybe not so much live in.
0: Well, yeah, it's one you appreciate, uh, one you want to live
1: in. <laughs> yeah, like.
0: ha- having a girlfriend who's nice to me—that would be a nice <laughs> fictional setting I'd like to live in. Um, same. Yeah. <laughs> same.
1: Same. Um, just kidding. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll go with the X Files. Cause I uh, I've watched that series like three times now, and yeah, I like some other shit a little bit more. But man, something keeps bringing me back, and I just want to I just want to hang out with Mulder.
0: Just want to. You know, if there was a movie that I just I believe this is going to be weird, maybe to some people unexpected, but um, what's the guy's name? The director? He directed Rushmore. And, Wes, Anderson. Uh, Wes Anderson, yeah, I I love his movies. I really do like He's a great, lot of his movies, man. and Rushmore to me is just like a, it's Rushmore is like a perfect movie to me, man. Really love that movie, man. I like that's a movie where you can like I can watch it. I know what you mean. You, like you almost wish you could be there, or just like the the movie itself kind of takes you someplace. It's like it's candy. Just, it's like yeah. you just know yeah. everything
1: that's happening over there is very cool. I mean, yeah, I'm a huge Wes Anderson fan. Shut up. I live cro- close to Brooklyn. I have a, I'd, fi- I'd pick Fantastic Mr. Fox. I'd, I'd chill in that. Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a very cool setting. I like the Life Aquatic stuff. I have a Team Zizu tattoo that uh, I gave myself. Uh, I also can't wait for Willem Dafoe to do a biopic on Decrepit Bill. It's going to be <laughs> awesome.
0: That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I hope I can play myself in the crowd watching him break the leg. <laughs>
1: one, of my, uh, one of my favorite fictional settings, anything, is The Fifth Element.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. That's a good one.
1: Right. Big fan. This is a really loaded question. It's i mean. So nice. much, dude. Yeah. There's, a there's, keep a
0: keep there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's uh, a lot. Yeah.
1: Maybe we should move on it's because Jetson? we could just keep doing it. Yeah. Well, is <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I want my car to be a suitcase. Yeah. Jetsons. All right, Doom Scribe. Uh, great question. Thank you so much. Heavyholepodcast.com. Uh far unlit unknown wants to know. Hey, what is the intro music from? Huh. Been wondering for a while. Well, I'll keep wondering, tough guy, because I wrote that and it doesn't have an end. So I guess it's it's a song that never ends. It's
0: theme music to the heavy old podcast. Exactly.
1: No, but it is. That you, what you hear is what exists in it. It's the theme so music. if you like it, then subscribe to my YouTube channel. I don't have a YouTube channel, so uh-huh. figure it out no thank you up. i i thank you for asking because yeah it's it, like, is a, it is a cool ditty it's like people asking what's that john cena entrance music from that's just john cena's <laughs> entrance music very <laughs> true now we're talking about the heavy hole podcast theme song that's what it is truly thank you tom thank you will for that on to the next yes stefan goldberg 666 he wants to know what was your number one favorite bands that you had on the podcast.
0: That's a tough one.
1: Yep, that's I don't want to play
0: favorites now. I don't want to play favorites with anybody. Yeah. But I gotta say, ones that <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, fuck everybody except no, um, <clears throat> Lee Harrison from Monstrosity. Mm-hmm. There, like, there are certain interviews that I've pictured doing for months. Sometimes even since before we started the podcast and we finally did them. Steve Grimmett from Grim Reaper was one very early on. Lee Harrison from Monstrosity was another, just because I'm a huge Monstrosity fan. I gotta say, man, and I, I said this to some people, Sarah Jezebel Diva, who we put out a few weeks ago, our interview with her, I reached out to her being somewhat familiar with the story, but not being such a huge fan of her music, not having been exposed to her music as much. I just thought she had an interesting story and um, I wanted to give her the platform to promote herself because I liked what she had to say and all that sort of thing. And in doing the research for that, I fell in love with her music, with Anktoria and with uh, Torn Between Two Worlds. In particular, her newer music, and like I became a, like like that Eminem, so I became like a stan, like I was I was really into uh, her work. For still am uh, into it, and uh, also just a really nice, down to earth, and like wise person to talk to. Like Justin, you you remember like it was like a positive feeling, dude dealing with her and talking to her she she was, uh, she
1: was cool she fixed my day yeah 100 yeah my day. she
0: just she just has like a really cool vibe man she was great to talk to <laughs> that was awesome that was definitely that, that might have been the best i felt after an episode for sure yeah it was positive man. rub it in guys yeah rub it in well hey so, man well, hey. Don't, well, yeah, don't, don't, nobody, don't bail on us nobody asked you to miss it yeah nobody yeah we would have <laughs> liked to have you there so you're right
1: you're right. My bad. My favorite episode of the Heavy Hole Podcast is when we turn the tables around, Tom and I, and we ask Big Will the hard-hitting oh, yeah. questions. That was a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I loved it. It was that great. That was emotional. Man. It was <laughs> tough for me to get through, man. I got those out there. The Scattered Remnants one was another one I wanted to do since <laughs> That was the sick. Beginning. That was very sick. That God. was that was like a, like the Scattered Remnants interview uh, episode and the Monstrosity interview episode. Like You could remember me for that when I'm dead. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. that's that's like that's what I really wanted to do with Hell this yeah, podcast. Dude. But it, I'm sorry, so you, Tom, not no, to interrupt you. No,
1: all good. Uh, in all serious with all the legacy people that we've talked to, and it's all been good, like talking to a lot of great people. I think the most bizarre thing was talking to Alex from Desi Daria. Huh. Because I became such a huge fan of his album over the course of like a month and a half or so before we interviewed him. Yeah. And he was, he's a kid. He was a kid. Like he's 22, 23 or something like that. And just like, you know, he came on the show and he was super polite and like really nice and easy to talk to. And it's like the stuff that came out of his brain was so not human. Like it was so, uh, I just really enjoyed it. I really like, I, I admire him. Um, and I mean that like, um, not really public knowledge before this, but he like hit us up afterwards and was just like, "Oh, you're Will from Artificial Brain." I didn't even know that. Yeah, so it was just like this weird kind of like, "Oh, like we're we're a relatively new podcast. We've been doing it about a year. We kind of got our groove going, and then we invite him on. And it was just, it was a great interview. He was a cool dude, and um, so yeah, I, I really like pushing younger people forward.
0: Yeah, no, definitely <laughs> that that's a that's a fun part of the podcast for me too. Man, is is giving younger. <laughs> Younger artists, this, the, the kind of promotion, you know, mixed in with with the classic ones, man.
1: Yeah. Know. It felt good to talk to him and, uh, you know, know the guy behind that cool album. But yeah. anyway, we should continue. Let's continue.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, hold on. All right. Yeah. So, uh, FloraZizzle138
0: wants to know, new BioLich when? Uh, don't hold your breath. <laughs> don't 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 call your uh, your bookie. Bet on it. Um, well, well, do you want to? It's public domain, public knowledge. It's a matter of public record that the drummer and head songwriter of Biolich is has been convicted of horrible. Uh, crimes against children and is serving um a federal sentence in relation to that. That's that's a matter of of public record. I'm just stating that that's a matter of public record. Um it's uh it's it's common knowledge to some people in the area and in the scene, a lot of people obviously don't realize that. It's something that happened about 3 years after he disbanded Biolich uh, I wasn't keeping in touch with him. I was actually very upset that he disbanded BioLich and about other things that took place and didn't keep in touch with this person. And um, and that's that's what happened. I heard through somebody else who lived in the area uh, that, um, that that's what happened, man. And I don't you know, I don't keep in touch. I have no plans to keep in touch. That's why you don't see BioLich reissues, that's why you don't see BioLich merch. Um, and it's just it's one of those things and i've always told people that that biolich is dead blogspot or whatever i don't maintain it uh but somebody out there has curated the music and it's available for people to listen to but i'm not going to sit here and lie about it and i'm also not going to beat around the bush and act like that's not the fact of life that that is what happened and that's why you're not going to see Biolich because also you're talking about someone who was the head songwriter Um, we're not going to do a reunion without that person, and that person is, we're not going to work with that person again if they ever are in free society, so it's just a wash. BioLich is a total wash, and I've tried to do my best to kind of move on, uh, with my music and my, my experience in the death metal scene from BioLich, um, but also be respectful to the people who supported that band and who to this day, you know, get something out of the music, um you know it's one of those things man so that that's just is what it is so me obviously i don't have a lot of interest in rekindling that part of my life or the bio lich material or doing anything like that I'm, it's not like i'm gonna bring it back with you know one or two of those guys and guest session musicians or anything like that it's just just is what it is man and the music is there people can listen to it if they want uh i don't I'm not going to exploit it by making any merchandise or selling any t-shirts or reissues or anything like that. Cause then I would have to get into splitting the money up and doing, you know, I just, I washed my hands of it. It's one of those things. Uh, and if I sound like I'm speaking kind of calmly and candidly about it, it's cause I've been dealing with this for over, over a decade over this happened in 2009 that this person was, uh, was arrested. And it's been very painful and hard for a lot of us who were uh, who were around him and his family and we're in a band with him and stuff it's it sucks man it really really fucking blows and um, and that's the bottom line of it that's as best that i could explain biolich i kind of i haven't really gone into detail like that on the podcast when biolich has come up cuz it's not something that's nice to talk about it kind of breaks up you know the flow of the show obviously it's pretty dark but that's the truth and the best i can do is be honest with the listeners so that's that's that guys yeah. yeah.
1: There you go, man. Well, fuck. Yeah. Thanks um, for your transparency. Definitely yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Sharing that. Well, yeah. So
0: sorry to break up the energy of the show, but I'm being transparent, man, and that's yeah. what it is. I and, mean, I, and I and I've had no contact with that person at all since any of that transpired. And, you know, it's yeah. Just, it, it has you know.
1: come up a couple times in the yeah. show, like people yeah. ask.
0: So I'm glad it's just kind of out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's,
1: it's it's shitty, man. And yeah. like I said,
0: it's not like I'm making allegations or any. You know, this nah, is all man. public record. It's just out there. You know. So uh, that's that.
1: Do you uh? Are you ready for another hard-hitting question? Right? <laughs> yeah,
0: let's let's move on. Yeah.
1: Uh, Suffo Nathan at Suffo Nathan on Instagram wants to know, how can I find Big Will's rap jams? <laughs> when I, looking up Will Smith on SoundCloud is impossible. That's what he says.
0: Uh, well, I'm fu- that's that's funny. Yeah, because uh, there's another guy involved in the in the hip hop, right? Will Smith. Yeah, we were just chatting about that earlier. What yeah. a dick. So I think you got to look up Bill Pulaski. MC Bill Pulaski. That was so, one of my rap names. Dude, that's
1: such a f- beautiful name.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. One of the mate, like,
1: truly amazing names.
0: Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe I'll do something with the hip hop stuff. I don't know that I want it that easy to find. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, know, but- dude,
1: before we were even friends, I remember meeting up with Suzuki at the bar. And hanging out, and I mentioned that I was into artificial brain, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, Bill Pulaski." Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> at least from from around the way, he knows.
1: <clears> oh, <throat> uh, so fun! All right, so you know, it's uh, it's there, it's around, hard to find, it's rare, like a unicorn.
0: Yeah, yeah, like a unicorn that says death metal. Yeah. And it's a t-shirt. You know. <laughs> um,
1: uh, at Trend Crusher. Uh, wants to know best death metal release from 1991
0: no question mark just a period yeah just best best death (laughs) metal release
1: 1991 yes Uh, (laughs) okay
0: we asked the question he gave us the answer he's like that's what i want to know
1: that's what i want to know what is all right this is rough because i'm really bad with album years
0: i made it easy on myself uh well night well night well I, I think I know what he's getting at. I think he's a true aficionado, because 1991 in death metal is a hot year. There's that, a lot of hot albums.
1: This effigy came out that year, right? It's Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well,
0: you're you're already uh, sniffing up my trail. I, uh, I'm i taking the easy way out, Effigy of the Forgotten by Suffocation, my reasoning being that I always forget it came out in 91 and think it came out in 93. And even though that seems like a small minutia of uh, time, in death metal years between 91 and 93 man, that's
1: like 15 years yeah. <laughs> so now i'm
0: <album> getting released <laughs> it, you know that's how fast it was moving man and <clears throat> if you listen to suffocation it's just ahead of its time in terms of brutality vocals breakdowns everything those guys were just way no, i'm not putting down death i'm not putting down morbid angel i'm not putting down anyone now i'm saying i'm not saying suffocation was the only good album That dropped that year. But you want me to pick one and say this is my favorite from 91? Maybe one day I'll hear another album from 91 and like it better. But Suffocation, Effigy, The Forgotten, in terms of my personal connection to it, how much I love it, and also you can make an argument for how groundbreaking it was and how influential it has gone on to become. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'll just second that because yeah, we're from Long Island. We can
1: do that. So I was going to take the easy road out and say human.
0: Uh I mean that's just a different Fantastic
1: road. record. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to say Contradictions Collapse by Mashuga, the Mashuga debut. Okay,
0: 1991. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah.
1: Not only for how fucking fun that record is cuz it's really it's really if you took what you know Mashuga to be plus death thrash. Yeah. That's what that record is. It is oddly thrashy. It's incredibly thrashy and then uh and just the impact of Mashuga as much of an impact, well, I don't, I'm not gonna, no comparisons, I'm not comparing, but uh, a tremendous impact on music, uh, for better or for worse, uh, all the better for sugar because they I, they deserve all, all the credit in the world. Uh, yeah. What a, it's just amazing, interesting, and smart band that's uh, often overlooked for dumb reasons or associated with things that just aren't, it's not fair. It's just not fair. Dude, that's my that's, that, that's, that's my a good call. I also like 1991 was pretty good. So I I, I made a couple of notes of some other things that came out in 91. Good. Apocalypse 91, Public Enemy. Oh, great mm, record. Long, Long Island artist, very Island fun. Kids. Uh, I wish my brother George was here. Oh, Del the Funky Homosapien. Another very nice. Yeah. He just showed up on the Czarface record. Oh no shit. Yeah. Huh. Uh Which is great. Also yeah. Doom on that. Uh, Low End Theory. Okay. Trap called Quest. Yeah. Another Long Island based group. Um, Killing it. Slave to the grind. The uh, one of I... the follow up Skid Row records. Okay. Uh, fantastic. Don't rock the jukebox. Alan Jackson. Oh, okay. Uh, is that Chattahoochee? Not Chattahoochee. It's a, It's coming. Some of the slower stuff. Um, Blue lines by Massive Attack, which is uh, one of my. I put it's my top twenty-five albums. Not a top, won't be a top ten, anything like that. Okay, uh, really amazing, um, kind of uh, new wavy uh, indie, like proto-indie kind of stuff. Uh, Very fun and uh, Pearl Jam ten best record of all time.
0: Not a bad album, Pearl Jam ten. Ooh,
1: they got one. I mean, we
0: we got to do our grunge episode. That's all I'm gonna say. Pearl Jam ten is six bangers in a row. I am glad that I am just old enough to have it have grunge have been my gateway into metal and not new metal that's all i'll say well
1: you know what? it was fun though well that's fine yeah that's fine maybe was- i did like fred durst uh hey ziggy star okay star <laughs> better known as okay uh moving on all right uh this next question why is anything
0: ending in core so fucking gay um well uh, yeah we we read these questions beforehand and uh you know we had a little we had a talk about whether to include this question or not or whatever and because of the language involved uh very polarizing in this day and age in this day uh you know we're we're living in different times we got to watch certain things we say man i grew up in the 90s I grew up in there, I've said this on the podcast before, in there are the jerky boys and Howard Stern and Andrew Dice Clay and all that sort of thing. And sometimes we speak a certain way amongst friends. Uh, but I kinda I I don't I don't feel right calling things gay as a way to like um say it's not as uh, good or it's it's bad, it's corny, it's whatever, say it's gay. I used to do that That was like kinda like the <laughs> yeah. the, the common I, uh, uh uh dialect you know the common slang you i know, feel like is, i'm in uh,
1: high school with that kind of vernacular yeah, when i like, couldn't find yeah. the
0: uh, better word uh for my lack of vocabulary that's
1: that's what was said for you know uh you well, stu- know yeah, whatever
0: uh, and well the only thing i'm getting at is now i'm not gonna <laughs> say i'm offended you shouldn't have posted that on our instagram when we we're doing our q a thing i understand it comes from kind of a light-hearted He's trying. He's trying to take a little shot at metalcore or whatever. And he, yeah. you know, I'm not. I'm not saying that guy should be canceled and and uh, uh, you know tarred and feathered and run out of town or nothing. But I did want to address that because I'm sure that we do at this point have a big enough audience where we got to have some people that are uh, would identify with that word, gay, LGBT, whatever you want to call it. And uh, you know, respect to them. Thanks for supporting the show, the same as anyone. And in the death metal scene, in the underground scene you know this is the type of music uh even not death metal punk hardcore whatever you want to do you know underground music it attracts people that maybe feel they don't belong somewhere else or have been made to feel like they're not accepted somewhere else sometimes that has to do with gender or sexual identity other times it just has to do with you know maybe more common issues or other issues that that uh you know you know we went through as as young men and what maybe attracted us to a kind of a you know this kind of subculture or something like that all i'm getting at is that this day and age um, I've never felt that, that, that people who are gay or, you know, whatever, LGBT, whatever, the whole umbrella should be, uh, you know, it's not metal. You shouldn't be able to play in a metal band or attend metal shows or whatever. The underground metal scene is for everybody. Um, that's right. You know, everybody who doesn't fit in, all the freaks. Not that that makes you a freak to be that way, but you know, I definitely don't think it's to be exclusive. And just, just the idea of of um, saying that on our show, repeating that question on our show, and saying it that way. I wanted to touch on that real quick, man. I'm 38 years old. I used to say stuff was gay all the time when I was a teenager and in my early 20s, and that was how people spoke. It was just accepted. We didn't think anything of it. Nowadays, maybe we think a little bit more of it. We think about how it how it affects people and uh, things like that. So I just wanted to touch on that quick. Um, right on, man. And uh, you know, our show is for everybody in the metal scene, man. So to that, answer your question, that yeah, that being said, I am de- <laughs> I am definitely gay for everything core. I yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, uh,
1: I, you know, I this is probably a negative connotation. Anything core, uh, I, I I think if you have this mentality, you gotta fucking you gotta open up a little bit, to be honest. Because labels like labels well. are
0: labels. You know what I mean. Well, I, you know, we just had a whole fucking TED talk about how I wouldn't necessarily use that um, lingo, but I kind of know what he's getting. That I mean, the core thing. Like, if you're just going to be like, core, I'm going to walk not away not from
1: anything that no, is no, that's labeled for yeah. Oh, okay, that's what yeah, I'm, yeah.
0: That's, are you guys following me? Yeah, let's go. All right. No wires crossed. Let's right. go. Just, I feel like Justin's just waiting on the next thing he's going to say. He's not <laughs> listening to me, man. He's I'm like, cheating. So, uh, <laughs> that, but that's what I just, that's what I was just saying before is, is like, He's getting at the whole idea of this larger argument where people who are metalheads and people who love metal, sometimes they, they don't want to be associated with anything core. And a lot of people think metalcore and deathcore, the minute you say that, you don't want to be part of it. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to... Yeah, exactly. Nothing yeah, yeah. like that. And I've been thinking about this. Uh, I mean, in general, when you say core, it connotates to a lot of people um, something more simple. In composition and songwriting, uh, something less intellectual in terms of lyrics and aesthetic. I'm not saying it's my personal opinion. I'm saying this is kind of like the the generalization that a lot of people and this is the stigma about it. Yeah. And if you compare, like, like look at the crossover stuff. The real difference, like when when you get at it, the difference I think will be will make something metal is there's an element of uh escapism there's an element of uh kind of like like a kind of showmanship a flair for showmanship those <laughs> things are evident in <laughs> hardcore in similar ways but they're not always presented the same way whereas i feel like in metal there's a much much bigger emphasis on composition and songwriting and yeah. progression in that whereas hardcore relies on a lot more simpler structures you know historically speaking and even when they take so nowadays when you have heart bands that are like whatever core death core metal core hardcore they're taking a lot of those death metal style riffs guitar tones vocal styles sometimes even blast beats but they're using those blocks to make something less escapist less um intricate and dynamic in a lot of people's eyes I think that's like the that's
1: uh, that's giving the argument the most amount of credit uh, for sure. I think when a lot of times when people use this this sort of argument, core means somebody plays a quote unquote breakdown with open chugs and they wear tighter pants and stuff like that. Well, I you mean, what there's what I mean? also like, this- you, like there's a band like Shadow of Intent, which is like. Mostly described as like a death core thing, and people put it off from that. That's some of the most escapism shit that's been out recently. I'm yeah. not as familiar with them. Yeah, they're yeah. They're, they're really good. Yeah, we, know. They, and whatever. I mean, the whole thing is, um, you know, what we're really giving this a lot of attention. Yeah, that's Yeah, it, and I think I, I I think that there's just like I. We might be oversimplifying it by trying to dive in more.
0: I think this guy didn't articulate the question well, but like I said, he's getting at a much bigger conversation in the yeah, scene. Yeah, no, I hear
1: what you're saying. You know yeah, what I mean?
0: Yeah. Like, like I'm just trying to explain from my perspective, because although I do like some hardcore, I try to stay open-minded, like, I am definitely one of those guys that if I kind of smell, smell a smell of core, I'm going to look for the death metal bands. You know what I mean, man? And I think a lot of that comes from associating hardcore with younger people, a younger crowd, a younger state of mind, a younger outlook. Um, Also associating hardcore with simpler song structures, simpler composition. um, And kind of like this idea, again, this isn't all my opinions. This is like I'm trying to give you an idea of of what people might think. Also the idea that any progression... Uh, any showmanship in metalcore and hardcore is something that they've kind of like sapped out of more respectable metal bands over the years you know what i mean like well yeah like, yeah, that, like yeah. that it's very that it's all very derivative i know, you know I, like yeah, that's, that's 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 i'm just trying to say that like i'm not arguing that know, that's hundred percent.
1: i agree with you yeah, but but
0: like once you add that that core thing it makes it, it like if you put the word core on something or say it's death core or whatever, it all of a sudden reeks of commercialization yeah. and reductionism. It's like to a purist yeah. death metal fan, it's like, well that's simple music,
1: except that really like intricate part, that's from what I like, you know? Right. So yeah, you have a sweeping riff from yeah, here it, that's it's actually like, you but, know. But, now it's,
0: but it. now it's in a completely different context yeah. and it's and it's kind of turning <laughs> Look, me off. I Whoa. still
1: I still just think like that anything with core has this stigma of being like a little more popular a little more a little more mainstream yeah and that and, and that like mostly and then and then plus all the image stuff that's on top of it i think that mostly uh kind of uh excuse people views people's views a little bit and they want to be uh not known as that you know they don't want to have uh be associated with with the kids that like unearth or kill switch engage for the swoop haircut kind of deal they don't want to be associated well. with like you know the the basketball shorts and the foil print t-shirts of like despise icon kind of shit they, you know well, they don't want to be like suicide silence kids they don't want to be like that and i think that's where uh it's more just these like uh-huh. these like shallow stigmas like attached to things rather than the real musical quality of well because
0: moment. another thing too like look at the osdm scene and i've been a huge proponent of the younger people and the caveman death metal and the maggot stomp on this show and I'm not saying any, like, I'm especially not trying to call out Maggot Stomp or anything like that or Sangwasugabog. But the fact is, a lot of this younger influx of people into the death metal scene, playing this OSDM and Caveman death metal, are people that kind of gateway into it through the hardcore scene and the hardcore community. And as great as a lot of this stuff is, what I'm really waiting for and I'm, I'm excited for is in five or six years from now, when those kids... Graduate from playing like Broken Hope Devourment, you know, internal bleeding style to like really doing something different and they make their death human. Yeah. They make yeah. their um, gore guts obscura. Yeah. You know what I right mean? Now, man? Right
1: now there's a lot of shit boiling. Yeah. And like some really good stuff is going to come out of this newfound appreciation yes. for that style of metal. Yeah. So and, I, I, and that does come from the hardcore scene and the more pow- like easier to digest metal that is the core. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now yeah. we're
0: getting a lot of kind of like, you know, saturated metal that sounds the same. And there's a lot of this kind of like, you know, HM2, everyone discovered Entombed a few years ago. and But, you know, the best thing that I, that I think you, is you can kind of glean the the good bands. There's always going to be a cream of the crop that you can get out of that, that wave. And in a few years, a lot of those kids are going to move on from death metal and get into something different and see you, have a nice life. And a lot of those kids are going to advance their craft and make something really different, and that's cool. So,
1: in all seriousness, why is metal, why is Core so fucking gay?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> well... <laughs> there's also this attachment of kind of like um, and again I'm not generalizing bands but there's this attachment of kind of like a youthful melodramatic self-centered attitude lyrically and aesthetically
1: uh, uh, dude uh, you're you're hitting a lot of nails on the head with like you know? this analysis and it makes a lot of sense there's also this part of me that's like the people who don't even like this kind of shit, like they attach onto those words, like with through memory and shit. Like my buddy Tasso, every time he sees me, it's just like, "How's the crab core going?" And I say, "Shut the fuck uh, up, Tasso, uh, you uh, fucking idiot." And like that, that's what gets to the outside. So the translation yeah. between what it, it, it's like I don't know. Life is just a bunch of missed fucking bullshit, and here we are. Like, well, it, it, it's an honest thing that we're talking about for I sure. Mean,
0: here's the thing: you could have riffs. You could have dynamic, progressive parts and everything, but if your lyrics and the way you're presenting your whole band is like Degrassi High, just broke up with your girlfriend or whatever, like you know, not the world, good. the world is so dramatic, like, not good. You know, yeah, yeah no. Nah. Like I like King Fowley writing like Edgar Allan Poe. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's what I'm into. You know, so that that's that's all. That's my, that's my my way more than two cents. It's this one guy that uh, Tom and
1: I used to work in a deli with, uh, who loved. Who you love Tom. Uh Gus G he, he from Firewind. Firewind so much. So he was like, Yeah, yeah, you uh, you and Tom, you guys are in the band, uh, what do you write songs about? And we'd be <laughs> like, I don't know, we write songs about like, you know, the life that we live, where what are we doing? We're partying, we owe, and we going to school, but we owe money. But like we just write like weird shit about like you know throwing up and stuff like that. And he's like, oh yeah, you should write real songs about love, like Firewind does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you <should> write real <laughs> songs
1: about feelings and being in love. You know what? He was right. We should he have was done that. Completely right. Gus G now plays for Ozzy, so <laughs> <laughs> going for place. He was a hundred percent right. Well, Ozzy's written
0: about love. Right? That's all he's written about. 1991. I'm, I'm, I'm no I'm more
1: tears. Home. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, dude, dude, No More Tears has, like, some of the heaviest guitar tones. Dude, fucking, fucking yeah, Zach it's honest. wild. So, no more questions, straight No More Tears talk for three hours, dude. Right, I'm sorry, next <laughs> question, next question. Dude, all right, so shout to all of our listeners. We're an inclusive podcast. Don't cancel us. I don't like metalcore. Next question. Cancel roast More. Continue.
1: Auntie underscore Bryce. What band opened you up to a new genre that you, a new genre to you that you didn't like before? So, Will, what was that gateway metalcore band that you? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Um, well, if you really want to, yeah. What band like opened you up to
0: a new genre that you uh, never had any idea about? See, I didn't always hate metalcore. Like, I in high school, I thought Hatebreed's first album was cool. I still enjoy Buried Alive. Seven Angels, Seven Plagues is one of the most genius albums ever created in, in extreme music history. So, I mean, like, it's not like I was ever averse to it. There's just, you know. All right, but enough. We're getting back yeah, to the yeah, whole no, lesson. no, get it. Out of the yeah. core. Don't bring up metalcore. I'm no sorry. No more core. No more core. <laughs> the wheel is loose. Um... <laughs> Something that got me into a genre I didn't blah, blah 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 Um, I gotta say McCoy Tyners the real McCoy. I had heard jazz, I had enjoyed jazz up and you know, I you know, people had put me on to things, you know, maybe I had a few Miles Davis tapes. But McCoy Tyners side A of uh the real McCoy really did something stirred something deep in me and made me like look into jazz a lot more. So there's so that's that's my answer. All right.
1: Um, I'm, I'm still thinking. Do
0: you have one prepped?
1: I was you to say yeah, have I'm, you been cheating? No, I'm not, I haven't been cheating. I haven't been cheating this whole round. So yeah. It's fun. I was gonna say the Marcos Valle that you gave me really has been let me dig into like Brazilian dance music a little bit more. Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff from the uh, '80s. It's real good. That's like really fresh, so that might be cheating. Um, I mean, that's a hard question to answer. I remember being really into like. Listening to a lot of technical death metal, death metal in general, and like not really having any fun whatsoever. And then, uh, like Municipal Waste was a big one, you know, where I was just like, oh yeah, I can lighten up a bit. I think it's like, mm-hmm. I, like, you know, I, I listened to, like, I was into no effects and stuff when I was younger, but then I got so into the, like, the brutal shit. And I just lightened up and, like, that That was a band. I mean, like, you know, I heard that and I was just like, oh yeah, I. You know, I got into it and it just worked, I guess. Yeah, I feel that, man.
0: Um, the, I'm trying to look up the specific name of the album because, unfortunately, I bought the CD when I was in high school. Not when I probably probably when I was in my early 20s. Um, one second, I'm trying to do this quick, Tom, so you don't, Tom, I'm under a lot of pressure. I don't want mm-hmm. you to have to edit this, Tom. The one thing I wanted to add, too, is the Ether Orchestra uh eve like either uh orchestra um i think they're based out of massachusetts i could be wrong they put out i put out an album more beautiful than death in 2000 uh that i really got into in my early 20s um i forget how i discovered them i think maybe i just I, i actually i just heard them randomly on the radio on one of those college radio stations and and taped it And it was amazing. It was like unlike any jazz I had ever heard. Turns out they're big proponents of what people refer to as like Ethiopian jazz. Um, The artist that I eventually got into, Malatu Estatge, as a result of getting into the Ether Orchestra. He's kind of like a very notable Ethiopian jazz musician that's um, kind of associated with them. So I basically got into the... You know, some of the bare-bones beginnings uh, of my understanding of Ethiopian jazz through the Ether Orchestra. I'm not going to say I'm an expert on it, but it's something that I've checked out. It's, 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 worth, it's worthwhile if people want something different.
1: Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, dude. Um, let's keep going. Uh, Whoa, underscore John. Hey. Wants to know, pick your favorite Gorguts record.
0: Pick your um, favorite one. I mean, again, I got to take the easy way out and just go, go, go with Obscura.
1: Yeah, I mean, go me with too. Obscura. I mean,
0: they have some great albums before Obscura, some great albums after Obscura, but nothing I, is ever going to be that, like, monumental and
1: influential. Yeah, Obscura, but I'll say I, I actually enjoy listening to Colored Sands more. Okay. All right. Personally, I love Obscura, but Colored Sands was fucking cool. So. I did a. Uh, I did a. Uh, uh, my introduction was, was through Obscura. Then I got variants, colored sands. Uh, now I'm listening to Consider Dead a lot. Yeah, so, consider- yes. how about that? Let's con- go. Yeah,
0: Considered Dead. Um, my 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 introduction to Gore Guts was pre Obscura, where they were just like your exceptional death metal band. But then they put out Obscura. That's the thing. They're never going to be able to replicate that pop. Mm-hmm. Of, and, and not just me, but friends of mine and other people in the late 90s. People, what's crazy is they actually wrote Obscura a few years before they recorded it. And even when they put it out, it was still so futuristic, man. It just blew everyone's minds. Yep. So, uh, that's yep. my thing. It's kind of like like uh, Justin to talk your language. It was kind of like a big WrestleMania pop that you're yeah. never going to be able to replicate. It was like know? out. Of,
1: it was like when yeah. Rat came out with Out of the Cellar. It was like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing yeah. with music? This what is yeah. that with strings? Those are strings.
0: Yeah, I've actually yeah, obscure is the right answer. Yeah. There's a, there's a, <laughs> classical composer I believe that compares <laughs> Rat and Borgo <poor> Subscribe, <laughs> <Nice. laughs> but go on at um, uh, Ben's Warp wants to know oh, I know who
1: that is who
0: was hired during the Paul Riedel interview uh, you or me there was definitely it was it, it was allegedly one of us because I think we woke him up for that interview with The blood
1: <laughs> we did wake him up yeah. we
0: woke him up <laughs> yeah he was so uh, he was up all night
1: it was like our f- fifth or sixth interview and yeah, you, yo, Paul, you're out partying. Shout out yeah. to you, man. Yeah. Fucking hope you're Shout doing Shout the right. blood
0: in, Cain. They're too big to be on the show. No, oh, I'm just yeah, kidding. Brother. We, we got to reach out. We'll, we'll get them back on the program
1: for yeah. you. Uh, Harsh.noises underscore wants to know, metal bands you couldn't
0: get into that most people uh-huh, enjoy? Uh-huh. Metallica. <laughs> That's mine. I yeah. <laughs> I like so. I mean, I if you put on the old Metallica thrash albums, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you to turn them off. They're cool shit, but I just... I, maybe it's the hype, I don't know, man. I'm sorry. What I, if
1: we're what if we're going fishing and we're reeling in fish and we're doing like a sick job at it? We're just bringing keeper after keeper in, we're planning our barbecue out and I go, yo, check this out and I put on Saint Anger. Boom. Saint anger around my neck, that snare,
0: and I just yeah, start explaining
1: I, that snare to you.
0: I'm not Do you hear gonna, that snare? Yeah, I'm not gonna get angry. I'm gonna be like, All right, you wanna to listen to Saint Anger? All right man, put it on. But I'm just <laughs> like I don't like and Saint Anger is a particular album with the ping snare and everything. Like that's that's worth a listen. It you is know, worth regardless. A but I mean, I just I look at Jay it's I think it's my age because I was born in eighty two, so by the time I was old enough to really know what was cool and no metal and I was like eleven or twelve and getting into everything, You're like in they the were shit already that, you know, they were kind of like, already, and then by the time I was a teenager, it was like I had gone through grunge, I knew about underground death metal and grindcore, and they put out Load, and it just was so downhill from there. with Like, I've they, they, like it was... I feel like it's really hard for someone from my generation, but apparently not. Everyone loves Metallica, so that's why they're the one band I just don't get.
1: Yeah, um, uh, Gojira. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Yeah That's another one for me
1: Every time I've heard it I don't get it Uh, They honestly I know they've been around For like 15 years But I remember Hearing about them Like 12, 13 years ago And everyone's popping off Oh this is the new band So to me It's just a new band That I haven't gotten To check out really Cause I I, It's not that I dislike them I just Genuinely Don't want to make time For them Dude I saw them uh, At some like Open air fest Mm -hmm. And I was like This is great This is what I've been missing This is Gojira this is so much fun. Mm-hmm. I went and tried to listen to it afterwards. I was like, what am I listening to? Uh. <laughs> this isn't the same. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't say I dislike it, but yeah. I, I really couldn't care.
0: Yeah. Dude, just just before people start like I'm not saying that the Metallica like like Injustice for All and the like all the old out I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying like it's, it's not, not for you not for me i don't get it and i don't even like it to the degree which everyone else does. like what i you know yeah like i just look at lars ulrich and james head like they're just douchey I cool think. guys yeah. all right all right next That's, question yeah i'm not
1: I, I think my answers are too controversial so we'll skip it no let's hear <laughs> yeah i'd actually like to hear one of your controversial metal bands i couldn't get into that most people enjoy the most controversial yeah cattle decapitation
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Well, there.
1: I've tried so hard. You have actually. They're, We've they're, seen they're, them live. I've tried. They're. And, and I enjoy a live show. And and uh, and Travis, what an amazing vocalist! Amazing performance.
0: Yeah. I just can't get into the music at all. They have a very mm. specific sound. It's it's not. They're not the catchiest band. You kind of have to be into it. You know. I get it. I get what you're saying. Immortal.
1: Immortal. Really? Mm.
0: Yeah. Mm. Mm. I yeah. appreciate it. I like.
1: There's so many things I appreciate. I just can't get into the it. The earlier stuff's rough on the ears. I'm a little surprised that Sons of Northern Darkness I know I played that around you a few times.
0: Yeah. But. That's a good album. Yeah. I mean I I really think that's a band where the image should have ruined it for me and didn't. Yeah. Dude. Old stuff is rough, music and image, but you know, then all
1: of a sudden, one by one is out there. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. what the fuck is this like shit. That, I'm, I'm awesome leaving. Man. I'm leaving room for me to get into them in the future. At yeah, the heart of but, winter, because uh, yeah. I, I love everything else about it. Yeah, artificial brain.
0: <laughs> no. All right, that so I've so, been um, trying to get an artificial brain <laughs> for fucking three albums. I still don't like one goddamn song. I, f- I said, let me write some vocals to this. Maybe I'll dig it more with guttural vocals. I still don't like this shit. What the fuck's going on? Shit sounds like fucking <laughs> Voivod covering Emperor as fucking <laughs> on edibles. Uh, fuck, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Full full
1: disclosure: there was one song that Tom had showed me the, way before we met, and I was like, "Dude, when I first heard this, this just sounded like throwing boxes of silverware downstairs." <laughs> and I just kept listening to it. I was cleaning the garage, I kept listening to it. Like, yeah. Maybe that was that was my question to that uh, my answer to that previous question. Would I, for- I forced myself to listen to Artificial Brain? Until oh, last like question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it worked out. Because it was, yeah. I thought I had the album on. Check out last week's question. I before. thought I had the album on, you know, on repeat, and I was like, "Wow, this is a really long album." It turns out I just had one song on repeat, and I was like, "This is great. greatest." <laughs> um, okay, so uh, caller of the slams. Call- oh, sh- that's the name of this person? Caller of the sh- slams. I know who it is. Yeah, we know who I'm it not
0: is. gonna blow up their spot. Shout. Out.
1: Who? I'm going to change it. Who was the most surprising guest confirmation for the show?
0: Oh, like they actually got back to us? Yeah. Well, Lee Harrison from Monstrosity and Steve Grimmett both got back to me very quickly and, like, very nonchalantly. Like, yeah, sure. I'm doing an interview. You know, it was, like, very, yeah, it was, like. Awesome. Very cool. Um, And Will does all the booking, so this isn't for me. And I do ni- 90% of the book. You guys have brought in a few guests. I get, I, just for the listeners, so they know, I, I do give Tom and Justin a little, you know, if you guys want to bring someone in, I do. I, I, I hand it over to you a little bit. Um, I
1: technically booked a couple, but
0: I actually botched a couple. <laughs> I botched <laughs> I, I, one or two. I, yeah. thought, I botched one or two. Like surprising? I'm trying to think. I think Steve Grimmett was really surprising because of how quick he got back and how cool he was about it. Um, I'm Trying to think. Who else? Uh, Lee Harrison from Monstrosity. Um, hmm. Fucking Grim Reaper, bud. Yeah, so I said Steve Grimmett. Steve Grimmett.
1: Yeah, that yeah. Um, yeah. um, so was huge. Yeah. Uh, actually, Christian McKnight, That was amazing that he got back. He <laughs> <was>, never <laughs> texted me yeah, back. <laughs> that was really. That was like one of the biggest like surprises for me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess that's it. You're Paul back. Speckman. Paul Speckman oh. was also... Yeah. I got to say, like, Paul Speckman uh, from Master, Mike Browning from Nocturnus, and Lee Harrison from Monstrosity off the top of my head are three guys that I didn't expect to just kind of, like, humbly down to earth get back to me real quick and be mm-hmm. really cool about everything because, for me, as a fan, they have every right to, to be rock stars because those guys are sick. But, but yeah, that's my answer. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, we'll we'll head to
1: this uh, other question. He says, Gents, congrats on one hundred and thirty-five plus
0: episodes. <laughs> Damn. I'm not counting.
1: You I'm are not either.
0: Yeah. Any yeah, plans
1: just... for uh, for doing a special episode one fifty?
0: Uh, you know, I've been meaning to talk to you about this guys, <laughs> but episode one hundred and fifty is coming up. Maybe we should do... well now that we know, thank you for we're, counting for us.
1: We're gonna do an extra special one for episode six hundred and sixty six because we are so dope metal.
0: Yeah, let's hope okay. we get there. Let's... All
1: right, you don't even uh, don't forget to skip over episode 420. Uh, is on the way. Could you <laughs> imagine if we really pulled a Joe Rogan and just went doing this full time and we're bang, bang, bang? All right, next up we got Abbott and then Ben yeah. Shapiro. Like you know, just like <laughs> all the way through it. I mean, I, who, yeah, N- no. The answer is no. We don't have anything planned. We're just no, like, yeah. we're yeah. gonna have a guest or a conversation.
0: Yeah, probably <laughs> probably a guest. <laughs> yeah. All right, hit me. Yeah. hit me.
1: Hit me. Yeah. M um, W O I T. I'm gonna say Moit. At Moit uh, wants to know what is your best modern
0: hip hop album? See, that's hard because I'm not up on modern. It's hard enough to keep up on modern metal of all sorts, let alone modern hip hop. I'm out of touch. The the stuff that like hits big commercially, as a lot of people feel, I agree, it's not really doing it for me. Uh, Stuff that's more I will say You know Even this is like A few years outdated Probably But the guy Odyssey O-D-D-I-S-E-E He spells his name He's really fucking cool Man I love him Mm. I uh, um, He's got that song My Own Appeal That I love I listen to that all the time For like the last few years now Man I really like Odyssey He makes a lot of his own beats And he's got a whole different style So he's cool So that's my cop out answer Because I'm really not so up On modern hip hop I'm up on the old school
1: yeah, I mean Justin you showed me Homeboy Sandman uh, Yeah, I really like his stuff mm-hmm. I feel like Stones Throw Record mm-hmm. that label is like the maggot stomp of I'll put it the other way around maggot stomp is the um, Stones Stone throw, throw, throw of, of death metal because it is very tasteful curation and not every person on that label is a giant name it's more about just putting out quality dope shit so, a lot of the stones throw stuff, strong arm steady. Uh, it's, it's pretty old. Yeah, I'm not really keeping up now that I think about it. Like, Search of Stoney Jackson was like 2015, 13, somewhere in somewhere there. Uh,
0: Joiner Lucas. I'm not going to front like I'm up on all his stuff, but I've seen a few videos by Joiner Lucas. He's got some really interesting work.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Danny Brown had some cool shit. I
0: mean, it's there. It's just I'm not paying attention to you as much. There's a lot of good stuff out there. I mean, my sister um, tells me to check out Dude, I'm just trying to keep up with death metal. It's hard enough.
1: I got something. Check it out. uh, New Zarface uh, record. Zarface and MF Doom. Uh, Doom recorded some stuff before he passed away last year. Uh, This record came out weeks ago only. So uh, Zarface is a group between these two MCs, L7 and... uh, fucking esoteric is his name and it's them two with inspect deck from wu-tang oh no shit wow and they uh dmc is on this record delta funky homo sapiens is on this record uh some other record called god forbid uh not the metalcore band uh, is on this record <laughs> that all right <laughs> now,
0: i'm sorry but you just mentioned a band that like even even though they're blatantly a metalcore band yeah I have so much respect and really do enjoy um, some of God forbid's work. Me too. The, I'm very, the, yeah.
1: Their first folio they put out on Relapse was pretty good. Like, I remember that, and then they went really like, like
0: Century Media. I think gone, Determination. Gone
1: oh, you know, oh, I think I bought it through like Relapse, the yeah. merch store or something. Was I it the confused. one. It was uh,
0: Determination.
1: Victim, the one antihero. That was, okay. that was the track on it and I saw that on like MTV when I was you know 17 and I down I I, I bought it from relapse who was carrying it from their merch store yeah. I don't think it was uh, yeah it might have been century they, but either yeah way.
0: I would still listen to that album determination I just say that one because that's the one that I happen to listen to more than, than others but yeah, they were yeah. legit I mean
1: but there is a lot of good hip-hop that were obviously not stuck they were like yeah. a band before that core stuff broke I feel like yeah, yeah they, they were
0: and yeah. and I've actually uh, they're on my list to reach out to who knows but um Um, but yeah Zarface check that out yeah Yeah.
1: that's the most modern hip hop just came out Mm. Uh, okay so especially if you like you know uh, classic 90s uh, actual hip hop and not just 808 snare samples so sick of that and stuff yeah okay um Hoagies456 wants to know your dream lineup any five bands any ever huh
0: just to go see a show. Just to I'm see not a show. I'm going to pretend it's like just for me to like, you know, go and eat edibles and watch all day. Um, uh, let's see. Discords from Mexico with Antimo. Best show ever. Ghoul. Because um, I'm just thinking straight up in terms of what I want to sit in the crowd and watch all day. And it's going to be a fucking spectacle. Suffocation with Frank Mullen and Mike Smith. Um, that's Three. In no particular order, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd have to figure out who, who's headlining and who's opening. Um, disassociate, New York Grindcore. Highly underrated, but great live set. Um, internal bleeding with Frank Reaney. And bring back Bill Tolley while we're hypothetically making fantasy Same football.
1: Time period, man. Yeah. I don't know. Like. I think we answered this once before, similar question. I think it was like a three-piece lineup. Definitely did. I remember throwing Frightmare in there. I really got into Frightmare recently, so I would still want to see that band. I'm leaving that on the table, doubling down. Uh, I always want to see King Parrot. I always want to see (laughs) that band. I, 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 I will keep saying it. I will sound like a broken record. Um... You know what I want to see for fun? If
0: I was able to do the time machine shit, I'd like to see Barnes Error Cannibal Corpse. That would be fun. Yeah, I get it. Well, yeah. Or, for that matter, Corpse Grinder Error Monstrosity. Yeah, yeah, that'd totally be cool. That'd same be show. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, that would be fun. Let's I, put
0: them on the same bill. I want Fuck that. It. Just those two, that's though. Good chance it. that that's ha- that that happened years ago. I mean, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, You know what i I'd like to see Immortal with bath. Oh, Why not? Oh, yeah, dude. That's F- never like going to happen. Fresh. Yeah. And that's it. I guess <laughs> I say five, sure. Huh. Five. I have so many uh, genres that I'd like to see in one. but uh, I'll do a metal, uh, metal one. I'd like to see um, Cowboys from Hell, Pantera. Okay. Uh, very much so. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see uh, The Red Cord on that. Uh, I'd be a huge fan of into the moat because I never really got to see them Uh, and then you put rat on there because you have to (laughs) Headlining. um (sighs) Um, uh Alice in Chains I feel like Alice in Chains Pantera rat red cord get it on that's a post COVID Mm -hmm. lineup right there Get it. Get oh. that. Alright. It's uh We really entered the fantasy world. I felt like the uh, bit about what's your favorite escapism place. You know, the X Files yeah. that was more grounded than this one in a lot of ways.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um
1: uh, same brother wants to know incantation or immolation. Uh immolation. And
0: I uh, Yeah, immolation if I gotta pick one. Just just on I, the, I, more the atmosphere, the riffs are more my style. You know, I, I
1: appreciate Immolation a yeah. lot, but I mean, I appreciate Incantation a lot, but Immolation, I spin way more. They're just the dudes. Yeah. yeah. I'll get back to you, bud. Um, all right, uh, guys. I think this is the second last <laughs> question. Nice wind <down. laughs> What's up? We got two more songs for you, Merch in the Back. Um, do you, you like when bands do that when they announce they have three more songs left, and then they have merch, and yeah. then they have two more songs left? It's and it's, then this is
0: my last song. If you really wa- can count, if, if you can't wait for them to get off the stage, it's nice when they say they go because then you're like, All right now I got a gauge of how long we're gonna be here. Right,
1: you can smoke a cigarette that takes like five and a half
0: minutes. What about bands that know there's three other bands waiting to play and just go on for, like, an hour until the promoter yeah. literally tells them, like, nah, guys, you guys got to get off stage. Like, stop.
1: So we want to thank everybody for coming out tonight. Yeah. Uh, keep
0: it's, talking. You don't have to play every song. You know, Just, like, play for 20 minutes and stop. All right. I'm sorry, Justin. Drum wait. solo. What was the question? Cavelt uh, Corner
1: wants to know, what's your favorite horror movie for the three of you? So, Will, pick a horror movie for the three of us.
0: Uh, I've said this before on the podcast. I've gushed on our Halloween bonus, I think, uh, the year before last, about the movie Demons, the Italian movie Demons. Mm. I just watched that recently. It's just really a great. so movie. good. The, the, music, uh, the music, the music, the over the top, gory, disgusting, really stomach churning special effects, the. Plot that's not quite a zombie movie, but functions similar to a zombie movie. Weird supernatural elements, not all of which are fully resolved throughout the course of the movie. No, there's
1: a lot of holes in it, but yeah. it
0: really does come together. It's a great movie. It's and on, have you ever seen? Is it called Demons Two? I think Demoni, the uh, Demons Two, Demoni Two. Yeah, but yeah, the it. It, I, it,
1: I the effects in that far surpass the other one. It Takes but place I,
0: in the apartment building. Yeah, yeah. with
1: the party. Uh, yeah, I watched that as well. Uh, I think. Demons is better the first one, yeah. But the special effects in the second one, like it, the close-up shots, with yeah. some grosser shit. When the girl first starts turning into a demon, like that takes the cake. The special effects are just fucking fantastic.
0: Man. I know what you're saying, and also the music. It's not metal in the second one; it's more like kind of like indie rock, new wave type of thing. But I it's think still, it's still
1: Claudio Simonetti.
0: It, no, no, I'm I'm talking about their choice of soundtrack. I'm not talking about the score. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, like, but they. Uh, There's differences between the two movies, but those two movies as a set are really tough to beat for a horror movie for me, man. I mean, I'm trying to think right now if there's anything else that I could... Maybe if you want to get into, like, the classic old-school Nosferatu from the early 1900s or something, like, I could watch that a lot, but... I, you know, I don't know, dude. I, that's that's my answer. Is is demons and demons two as a set is just perfect for me.
1: Well, since my heart started palpitating and I don't sleep anymore, I've been watching a lot of horror movies. Oh, it's been really good for this. So
0: want, usually, usually it's the other way around.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I just I just stay up all night and I watch horror movies. I, I've watched the half of the entire Shutter catalog, which has been
0: great.
1: So, um, if I want to go Italian and keep up with Will, I'm going to go with Deep Red. Profondo Rose. Okay. Fucking Dario Argento, who also is a producer on Demoni, but he honestly had nothing to do with the film. He's kind of just slapped his name on it. Um, the Changeling. George C. Scott. In an old house with a piano and a ball falling down the stairs. Very creepy, very highbrow, but fantastic. Love it. Um watched all the Fulci movies re- recently I can't pick a favorite I'm just going with I, um, just go with The Changeling because you can't fuck it up I think if you're a fan of The Shining and you like kind of like um, story based horror that doesn't have like crazy goopy shit going on in it that's your movie The Changeling with George C. Scott Amazing uh, my recommendation is uh, go out there and uh, watch the trailer to M. Night Shyamalan's new movie, Old. <laughs> uh, I'm going to watch that. Uh, I'm going to watch that one. It's going to be really fun. Uh, the other movie I like is uh, I like event- I like watching Event Horizon sometimes. That, that scared the shit right, out of me right. when I was younger, and then I rewatched it recently. Not as scary, but very good.
0: I yeah. have never seen that. It's good. Yeah, it's good. I will check it out. But uh, mostly,
1: uh, the horror movies scare me. So They're like, all like jumping.
0: I would. Okay. Like, I love
1: like a reanimator. You know, like I love like a. Oh, that's good. Yeah, right. Like, a kind of like yeah. like practical St- effect. Like Stuart uh, Gordon is the guy for that shit. Like, like yeah, once like um movies felt okay. Like I feel like there was a time where there were silent movies and then sounds loaded in movies forever. Until horror movies, when they started adding a little more silence in it, yeah. <laughs> and then oh my god, we got you! Like the guy, yeah. I got you. That really gets me. So I don't like that. Yeah, I understand.
0: The jump scare.
1: We can let's talk after this show. I'll give you C- some recommendations. Cemetery
0: Men, Cemetery Men, aka uh, Delamore, De Morte. That's a really good one. That's and yeah, that was, if I'm not mistaken, I think that might have been Peter Jackson, but I, I'd have to look it up. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I got really into the Italian stuff, so I watched all the Fulci stuff. I watched the Argento things, the Suspirias, the, um, the Suspiria is great. Yeah, yeah that's I just recently, actually. so good. Yeah, the new one and the old one. The new that one is fantastic. really good too. I'm upset that Tom York from Radiohead uh, did not bother to use the like some kind of like he didn't borrow at all. Yeah, from the goblin. Yeah, game. Absolutely. And there I was really no saws. He, there was no uh, he re- tinkering. Yeah, sure. He so. should've, should've, really should have, uh, because I I think that would have been a nice tip of the old. Um. With that being said, what's it the wasn't. Next it,
0: it wasn't directed by Peter Jackson. I got that that wrong. But go, go ahead. Who was that? Lucio Fulci. No, this was uh, in the in the mid nineties. Um. Uh. Mich- Michelle Soavi. You know nobody. Nobody uh big name notable. But um go ahead. What what we else got
1: was, was last question. Uh Brian Josh wants to know um,
0: <laughs> can you guys get lymphatic phlegm on the hole? <önem adolescence> oh oh. <sighs> wants to know. That can is do it? that's a bean we're not gonna spill. I will say that we've uh reached out through a third um party contact to try to establish an invitation to come on the whole um, and we are uh, engaged behind the scenes in actions that hopefully one day might fulfill your answer to that question. That was my that was <laughs> my best way to sound <laughs> like a pop. Spilling hand. almost every yeah. bead
1: going, Oh not gonna spill any Yeah. Uh,
0: five um, more Patreon dollars get you a closer answer. <laughs> yeah. We we've tried, um, we've we, we, we have reached out. We have reached out, no guarantees. Um, thank you for your Kindness and your inquisitive, inquisitive nature. If we, you're lucky, Brian, uh, we're uh, gonna
1: so. do it, but it's gonna be in Portuguese. So yeah. start cracking start that learning. Duolingo now. Start learning. There's no transcript.
0: Yeah. Well, there it is, boys. That's all. The, that's all the Instagram that's questions from our from our thing here. All right, very good, very good, kind sir. Um, uh, what time are we at now? All right, we are rolling. At like an hour and 20 on this one. I oh. do have one Facebook question, which I'm very surprised they didn't have more.
1: Okay, let's roll into it. And let's leave all this bit into it. Okay.
0: Ooh. I'm going to order a Taco Bell.
1: I can't. It hurts. Like, my body hurts. But I'm going to do it. <laughs>
0: okay. I'm
1: just going to eat a pound of potato salad. You have potato salad? Yes. Okay. What it's kind? It's the day after Memorial day. It's the day. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you want to eat some? No. All right, so it's not mine. <laughs> no, I need to require it the right way on, so
0: through man. war. <laughs> we got one question from Facebook, which, by the way, to everybody who follows us on Facebook, I'm really disappointed in you. Um, Tom Ander, friend of the show, uh, my bandmate, just to be clear. What gear does Tom and Justin use in Dangerous Thing? I'll let, I'll, I'll let you answer that one before we go on to the other Wow, front. dude, uh, people want to know. That's really fun. Uh, Tom's just just being nice. He doesn't care.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't even listen to the show, right? He just just engages uh, socially. That's great. Uh, The gear I use in Dangerous Thing, uh, I have um, uh, Ibanez RG770 reissue. uh, Very fun. I use uh, guitar strings on that one. Uh, Tuned to E, standard, the way a guitar should be tuned. real tuning real tuning um i'm putting something out with fake tuning very soon yeah i use uh, an apple macintosh computer um and i use guitar kit from hell uh that breaks <laughs> all the riffs for me uh there's a kemper somewhere in the chain um oh uh yeah and the um that's it well that's all i have yeah honestly tom it's just kempers and ibanez stuff um yep. I, I don't even know that Name of my bass. It's the first one that Ibanez put out with the fan frets, five string. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like an SR series. I, I don't know the model that's number. It's bass kit from Hell. Um, yeah, and we ampers. both have Kemper's because yeah. we are both in the future. Yeah, we are digital boys. We don't believe in tubes anymore. Tubes, you know what that's for? Toilet paper. Okay, we got
0: we got digital amps. You guys are trying to make it sound cool, but it's just not. Are we?
1: I feel like we're making this sound mm. terrible.
0: We got we got superior drummer rather than a real drummer. We're cool. like well, Not, out of, not out of want, out of necessity. two amps are for those posers. Cause like, we, like, what, are you, what are you doing? Well, we didn't find anybody uh,
1: real or available to play the drums that were necessary. So, uh... Is I don't. Yeah, fault? but
0: Tom's knocking tube amps like a digital like synthesizer.
1: No sarcasm. In oh, what? Oh yeah. No. Fuck tubes. Tubes are over. I Wait, actually have a tube amp in there, and I'm gonna toss it out the window as soon as we're done. Here. Yeah, Tom, that's like the best thing to uh, sink in the ocean right there. That, yeah. That
0: goes right to the bottom. Oh, <laughs> well, it's got glass tubes. Maybe it floats. Maybe that's what the tubes are for.
1: Maybe I, I actually, if, if uh, I have a cool piece of gear that wasn't used on dangerous thing, and it is an Ampeg VL. One thousand two. So the
0: only cool thing you do have, you didn't use on Dangerous Thing. Well, because I didn't play guitar. Oh. Dangerous Thing's not cool. Yeah. You don't trust Justin with it.
1: Nah, he did good. I'm playing uh, out of the Kemper. I don't want that <laughs> shit. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I don't want that shit. I hey, offered. He <laughs> hates me now. Hell uh enough. Anyway, yeah. No, we. You know, we make do with what we have. Yeah. We also, practicing. uh also Camel Blues. Camel uh, Blues. Camel Blues. Budweiser. And but yeah, Bud Heavy, only. Tom, I'm uh, staring at this bottle of rum that you sent to us, this Devil's Reef. We still haven't finished it. Oof. that was very cinnamony. Tom, you know I can reach this from where I am. Yeah, let me get a shot of that, and then we'll close the episode out. Oh, Lord. Shout out well, to Tom. Right.
0: And, and it goes, and what other bands have they played in before and or currently play? That's cool.
1: Dangerous Things actually been going on for about 25 years now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of course, I'm kidding. Tom, go. You can answer this. No, I mean, it's your mind project. Dangerous thing is like, what, like five, six years of of like cooking riffs.
0: Yeah, like of that.
1: cooking of cooking riffs. After what do we do before? Uh, we did Ultrageist. Ultrageist, which was a, you can call it a progressive core band, if you want. You could. I don't know. Yeah, if you want to, cool. I would, be, would just
0: call it a progressive band if I were you guys. I would just leave the core out. Well, you maybe you we want to
1: attract a wider audience.
0: Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. Yeah,
1: it was a fun. It was a it was a fun. Yeah, a uh, lot of influences. A lot of like uh, too many cooks in the kitchen kind of thing. But we had a really good time, and we got to see the country uh, based off of it, and that was fun. And yeah. we thank everybody. And um, thanks for coming. There was, yeah, there's a lot of people involved in in trying to get. Uh, these mentally ill uh, children uh, somewhere else to make them money and we failed and I'm so sorry <laughs> but uh, but the music lives on on uh, all streaming platforms you can find it on Spotify.com uh, and also uh, iTunes as well Ultra Geist, there's two records or a record and EP, uh, go get it but uh, more importantly, Dangerous though.
0: Alright, so dangerous thing in case you haven't heard. That actually concludes all of, and again I'm, real, I'm looking at you Facebook followers. You guys didn't do any questions except for Tom Ander. He's the only one that gets a point. Uh, but thank you to all of our Instagram followers who gave us these questions. That was awesome to you. Thank you to Tom Ander for shooting us those questions. Man, caring enough. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We hope you learned a little bit more about us and about the nature of the show and what we're doing over here this episode. It was a lot of fun for us. A lot less less stressful than booking a guest and coordinating a Skype call and doing research and taking notes.
1: Not only was this a lot of fun and easy going. Yeah. um, I just want to tell you our Twitter response because it is... uh, If you think your Facebook response is sad. uh, Only friend of the show, Cody Davidson of Sangu One like. Wow. Our Twitter is... uh, abysmal and it's all my
0: fault our twitter game is in the dumps not it's, good yeah wow maybe i mean it might be good though i've heard twitter is probably like one of the most toxic it's
1: terrible Allegedly. Allegedly. I, Allegedly. I scroll through it all day and there's just people fighting about tucker carlson and weird shit yeah. and i'm just like who are these yeah, if, people if yeah. more, if more people, people's opinions if more people had twitters like ours the world would be a better place yeah inactive
0: with a name like tucker carlson you should just be playing swedish death metal i'm sorry yeah. I, he should just um, he should have
1: took his wife's dad's name and
0: been tucker <laughs> swanson's because
1: that's 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 what i am and that's who i care about well swanson's dead.
0: like a swan you delicately glide your wings up and down that fretboard, justin working on riffs oh. see the segue man it just flows smooth when there's no guest um <laughs> <and there's, laughs> Shout out to our guests, man. We, we're looking forward to our next interview we're doing next week. I'm not going to tell you who it is. got to follow um, them. But thank you to everybody uh, for submitting your questions, man. We really appreciate it. Um, if you want to get in the mix, you can go to heavyholdpodcast.com. Uh, there's links there for all of our social medias. You can follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Get Please follow us on Twitter. Apparently no one is except for Sanguasugabog. If the only person following you on a social media platform is Bog. Sang- like you sh- doesn't that mean that like ten thousand people automatically will follow you because of that?
1: Uh, you would think so. I mean, uh, what's going on? You know, it's funny. I'm followed by a lot of weird people with my individual Twitter. Yeah. Nothing, no love.
0: Yeah, no
1: love. You would think I'd be famous. In fact,
0: I'm just a dick. All right. Well, I can uh, vouch for that. You are a dick. no. <laughs> just kidding. You're my friend. You were here. Uh, but first. yes, heavyholepodcast.com. All the social medias are there. You can get, check out the, uh, our Heavy, Heavy Hole Podcast uh, Patreon. Um, pay, a, pay a couple of bucks. You get a couple of bonus episodes. Maybe we'll let you throw your own uh, uh, interject, your own question into the mix. Let you know who's coming on the show every once in a while. We do that. Um, besides that, I'm trying to think, guys. We did all the questions. We talked about all the bands, we talked about all the cores talked about all the equipment oh yeah we do have one more question from tom i forgot at the end he added also will when will sal open the curly booger that's his bar um probably my guess is when uh he retires uh and that that nice big fat pension check comes in uh and the only thing he's got to do is go down to the bar and get one